The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drained. I love mixing it up by betting against the spread, taking the over on Giannis's points every chance I get, and more exclusive bets like the two by three, two threes scored in the first three minutes. Plus FanDuel even lets you combine bets like those for a chance at a bigger payout with a same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash blue wire. That's fanduel.com slash blue wire to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Virginia. Taking from what we consume, what feels good and, and leaving the rest and knowing that, that it's not real life, that they have this perfectly aesthetic, like morning routine every single day and that they look that put together. What's up and welcome to the very best self podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Brown. Tune in each week as I have candid conversations with inspiring humans, including athletes, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and anyone out there making waves. Get ready to leave your comfort zone behind, step into your power, and live a more purpose-driven life. I am so happy that you're here. Now let's do this. Welcome back to the Very Best Self Podcast. I am your host, Victoria Brown. And today we have Tori DeVito on the podcast. So you probably know her from a lot of different places. She uh, wrapped uh, most recently, she was working on uh, Chicago Med. Uh, she was also really well known for her roles on the CW's Vampire Diaries and also on One Tree Hill. Talk about shows that have a cult-like following. Uh, and, oh, I forgot to mention pretty little liars as well. So she's been extremely successful in the acting world and still is very successful in the acting world today. But beyond that, she is an advocate for a lot of different organizations and really is a spokesperson and an ambassador for a lot of the causes that she cares deeply about. Uh, But today's episode is all about how to prioritize self-care this holiday season. Um, And so I'm really pumped to kind of chat with her about all of those things and get her perspective on it. Uh, it's a really, really, really great episode. Um, I think it's one you kind of like want to cozy into and she has just, just so much thoughtful insight on, um, loving where you're at. I think that's really, really what I gain most from her is that she truly does truly seem to be someone who embraces exactly where she is. And even in the moments when that's not easy, uh, she finds a way to embrace where she is and to really, I also gather her to be someone who puts a lot of faith and a lot of trust in the universe that, you know, things might not work out the way that she may have thought or that any of us may have thought, right, for for any of our lives. But it's okay because it's going to work out the way it's meant to and the way that it's supposed to and having a little trust and faith in the in the universe that, you know, all of the things are at play and we end up where we're supposed to be. 
Uh, so without further ado, we will get into the episode. I think you're going to like this one a lot and it is perfectly timed with the holiday season. So here we go. What is up? Welcome to back to the very best self podcast. You guys, I have Tori DeVito on the freaking podcast today. I am so excited for this interview um, and to talk all things like wellness and mindfulness and prioritizing self-care this holiday season, um, which is right up our alley. That's like the kind of stuff we want to talk about on this podcast all the time. So anyways, I'm super excited to have you on. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I love that we're both in like our fall outfits. We're both wearing like neutral brownish tones. Like I feel like I know Thanksgiving looking of us. Yes, I know. The Thanksgiving vibe is so on point right now. And actually, I really did think the same thing when you when you jumped out. I was like, oh, look at us two brunettes with our, you know, matching sweaters right now. I was like, this is pretty hilarious. And all right. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So, you know, you've had a very long career and successful career in acting and you're obviously still doing it and crushing it. And, you know, that's really how so many people know who you are, but you know, you've, you're so much more than that. Um, you know, beyond that, you also dedicate yourself, uh, to so many different causes, um, including PETA, the Humane Society, PAUSE, Chicago, um, Planned Parenthood, all of these different, you know, places that you kind of do outreach and, and you speak and you give back and you do all these things. Um, and beyond that, you also, you're so multifaceted because you also really are passionate about, you know, um, vegan, uh, makeup and cruelty-free makeup and fashion and being an advocate for that as well, which is really impactful and awesome. And then the third layer to that is, you know, how much you care about mindfulness and, you know, feeling like yourself and how much you kind of talk about that on your Instagram and, and share it, you know, out into the world. So we're going to get into all of that. Awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the longest winded intro literally ever, that was but you amazing. And it made me feel very good. So thank you. That was very kind. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're doing, you really are like juggling so many things. Um, and I recently, I think I saw that you just wrapped recently, like a Christmas movie as well. That'll be coming yeah. out. Is that going to be what network will that be on? That'll be on Hallmark on December 17th, this Christmas. So what? it was really cute. I think it's going to be really, really cute. I mean, so, they always are so freaking cute yeah, on the Hallmark channel, yeah. I feel like. Like, yeah. I live for those movies. I live for them. And I feel like that's honestly, like, the perfect segue into talking about prioritizing self-care this holiday season. Because I will say, that is one way that I prioritize self-care is by <laughs> watching Christmas movies on the Hallmark channel. So thank you for that. I love that. I know. You know, it's so funny. I feel like, I feel like sometimes people overcomplicate self-care. You know what I mean? Or they overcomplicate mindfulness. I get so many people that say to me, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to meditate. I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. And I'm like, it could be as easy as putting on your favorite movie. It could be as easy as picking up a book, writing in your journal. Do you know what I mean? Or just sitting and looking out the window for a second. You know what I mean? Whatever that is to you, I think, um, life is so complicated that we feel like everything has to be complicated. And the one thing that shouldn't be complicated is self-care and taking care of ourselves. 
Yeah. I mean, that's the truest thing ever. Uh, this is such a random thought, but it popped into my head. And so I'm going to share it. I, I had an ex-boyfriend once, and this is maybe it's the only thing that I took out of the entire relationship that I was like, (laughs) I like this one thing. Um, but he would always, he did it very often. He would like randomly, we'd be like walking somewhere or doing something and he would just randomly stop and then close his eyes and just Mm -hmm. let the sun hit his face for a second. And I'd be like, what are you doing? He's like, I was just, I'm just catching some vitamin D and just like feeling the sun. I'm like, okay. okay. Like that works. I know. Yeah, I'm with that actually. It, and it's those little moments. It's like, that's a little reset, right? It's like a little recharge. Um, you know, touching a tree is the same thing. I do that all the time. I like, go to a tree and just like, ah, there's so much you can take from that. And like looking into the sun or planting your feet in the ground. I mean, right now it's snowing. So that's not really much of a option for me. My feet will freeze, but you know what I mean? Like looking outside, it's like, there's so many little things we could do daily, taking a bath. I did that last night and I haven't done that in so long. And just lighting the candles and lighting an incense. I was like, oh my God, what a difference my night just took, you know, rather than getting sucked in like, in front of the TV, watching something that I didn't want to watch or, you know, whatever. And it's just like little tiny things that we can do daily that like totally reset our day. I cannot agree more. And I do have to make the joke that you're a real life tree hugger. (laughs) I am. My mom talks about that all the time. I actually, um, and she would probably be like, I can't believe you're telling this story, but, um, I did this whole retreat that was amazing. And we learned how to talk, like actually hear back from trees and sticks and animals and stuff, like intuitively ask questions and get answers through that. And so I started horseback riding in Chicago for a little bit because I was practicing this technique that we were learning. And I found this stick that I felt called to, and this stick like showed me this image of a horse and like, showed me that in that time in my life, that would make me feel really tethered and help my anxiety and all this stuff. And so when I came back to Chicago and I was talking on the phone with my mom, I was like, I'm actually going up to a barn to ride a horse. And I'm like a little scared of riding horses. And she goes, what made you do that? And I was like, oh, I was talking to a stick. And she's like, mm, I'm, I'm not sure that you should go around telling people that. And I was like, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> um, first of all, like, and this retreat sounds amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh my gosh. Amazing. My favorite energy healer, one of my favorite energy healers ever, Janet Raftis. She's out of um, Atlanta and she does retreats all the time. It was, I love stuff like that. Going into nature. You know what I mean? That's what life is about. Connecting with other people, connecting with nature, connecting with yourself. And we just let everything else take over so much. And we forget those little things, you know? Yeah, I do. So now I'm curious though, how has the horseback riding helped? Has it helped you tether your anxiety? Like, do you love it? it I don't do it anymore, but (laughs) I stopped doing it. But when I did do it, it really did. And that, and then I learned about equine therapy, which I didn't really know a lot about. And one of my little cousins has been doing equine therapy since she was like seven years old and she's like 14 now. And it has totally managed her anxiety so much. And I've seen the benefits that it has with her. And I just think, oh my God, horse therapy is beautiful. It's so beautiful. That's another thing. If you have access to horses, you don't even have to ride it. Just go up and touch. I mean, these creatures are so beautiful. You know what I mean? No, I have heard that horse therapy is extremely real and it's extremely helpful to to a lot of people. Yeah. Cause you start realizing that every emotion you have, the horse picks up on 
And so, mm-hmm. but you become more aware and you don't want to be super anxious when you're on a thousand pound horse that could, you know, just spook and start running. And so you want, it helps you like calm your energy and really become more mindful of what you're exuding, you know? Yeah, no, I, I do know. Um, but I think, I think also, I think the greatest message within all of that is that self-care can be very simple and we make it, yeah, we make it so, so much more difficult. And, you know, I've been talking about this. It's kind of a topic that's been coming up a lot recently where I think there's a lot of videos on the internet and a lot of reels that, um, people are posting or TikToks where it's, you know, people have gotten very, very good at this, like aesthetic Mm -hmm. where it's like this, like, here's my morning routine. And it's like all the things that they do. And you're like, okay, great. Like, that's really good for that girl. But like, I don't know if I'm that girl. And so then you immediately start to feel like crap. I think about yourself, or at least I do. I I mean, and I I think it's probably, you know, a lot of times as personal as universal. So I think it's probably true that a lot of other people watch these kind of videos and don't feel great about themselves either. And so it's about, you know, taking, taking from what we consume, what feels good and, and leaving the rest and knowing that, that it's not real life, that they have this perfectly aesthetic, like morning routine every single day and that they look that put together. The likelihood that somebody has fresh cut roses on their table with a steaming, beautiful, like frothy milked latte in front of them with a journal that they just bought is so not normally the case, but it does make a really beautiful photo. And you could look at it as a great reminder to go, you know what? I haven't journaled this week. Maybe I should journal because I do the same thing. I look at these cultivated pictures all the time and I'm like, oh my God, like, oh, my morning routine's been a little off this and that. I had, I don't know a single person in my life who is that consistent with anything. I mean, my meditation teacher light, I know when he says he meditates every day, he meditates every day. Yeah. But I mean like as people, but that's his, that's his, that's his job. That's his life. That's his everything. That's his devotion. You know what I mean? And you can make it your devotion, but for, you know, someone like me, yes, I meditate. Yes. I journal. Yes. I love dabbling in all things, tarot cards and crystals and Akashic records and And sticks. And sticks, talking to sticks. Am I consistent with anything most of the time? No. And I go in and out on which ones I want to use and I wake up and then sometimes I wake up and I literally go straight to the couch and watch Love is Blind 3. And then like noon rolls around and I'm like, what have I done with my life today? You know what I mean? Sometimes you just need that. I think you just need that. Yeah. I think that the magic is just in not shaming ourselves. Mm -hmm. Cause we are so mean yeah. to ourselves. We're like, wow, you really suck because you sat and watched TV all day. Or you really like that. Maybe that's just yeah. really, truly holy, like what you needed. And like, that's okay. Exactly. I think that that is one of the pitfalls of social media is, um, you know, we, we want to live up to all these things that we see all day. And it's just physically not, imp- it's not possible. And we're already so exhausted. I mean, I feel like life is moving faster and faster and there's so much going on in the world right now. And with our environment and global, uh, global warming and climate, it's just, there's so much to think about right now that our brains, I feel like we're, we're more stressed and like thinking and blah, 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 that the last thing we need to be doing on top of that is judging ourselves. And I fall victim to it all the time. And as cheesy as it is, and I know people hear this all the time, but the thing that helps me the most 
the most is I literally try to step outside of myself and say, I actually use one of my best friends as an example, one of my best friends, Ariel. And I will literally say like, if Ariel came to you and said, oh my God, like this whole week I've been waking up and just watching TV. I can't get motivated. I'm so tired. What would you say to her? Would you be like, get up? What are you doing? No, you'd be like, so what? Next week, do something different. Enjoy it this week. Wow, Actually, yeah. Finish this week like that. Keep doing it the rest of the week. And then next week, do something different. You know what I mean? Wow. So it's like we have to remind ourselves how we would talk to the people we love and talk that way to ourselves. Yeah. And I've definitely heard that before, but I've never heard it in the context of like stepping outside of yourself and, and pretending to, like, because I think if you actually go through the motions of like, you know, you, you fully like physically like see that person in your mind and imagine like what they would say to you. Like if you do it in that way, I think it's like, I think it probably lands a lot harder to be like, yeah. Envision them calling you and being like, Oh my God, Tori, like I cannot get off the couch this week. You would have so much sympathy. And then there's a part of you too, that when it happens to you, you would feel more connected because you feel like, Oh, I'm not the only one this happens to. Do you know what I mean? That reminder too, of reminding yourself, I'm not the only one that falls victim to not being able to get off the couch for a week. That happens to people all the time. And some of the most successful people all the time. Do you know what I mean? So reminding yourself you're not alone is really important too. Really important. Um, So let's talk about like seasonal depression. I mean, you're in Michigan right now. I know that when you're filming for Chicago Med, you're in Chicago, right? So yeah, but I left Chicago Med like a year and a half ago. So now okay. I've been based in Michigan. Okay, great. So then yeah. you, but, but spending time there yes. um, is, you know, we're talking to winter places here. Uh, so, yeah. you know, how do you cope with seasonal depression and do you experience it? Yeah. I actually experienced it last night and, um, this is my first winter spending it fully at the farm in Michigan by myself. I recently went through a breakup and I left Chicago for good and I'm not, I don't have my house in LA anymore and I don't have a place in a big city right now. And I'm in this small town as like my home base. I'm traveling to go see friends and whatnot. And I had this great weekend this weekend, seeing people And I came back to the farm last night and I got in at five and it was pitch black. Like, like it looked like it was one in the morning. Yeah. And I looked around my house and I was like, oh my God, because when I'm at the farm too, like I am in the middle of nowhere. There's no, I don't have friends here. My mom and my stepdad live here, but that's it. And I love my mom and my stepdad, but I don't want to be hanging out with them every single night. And I was sitting there and I was like, oh my God, I get it. Like I get how people, especially in, you know, snowy towns that die down for the winter. I mean, the town that I live in is mostly a summer town. And I was like, this is real. And I was like, okay, instead of freaking out right now, like, what can I learn from this? Because I mean, we're put here to experience all these emotions or we wouldn't have them. Right. So I just kind of closed my eyes and I was like, don't hide from this. Like, don't hop on Instagram. Don't try to text someone to get your mind off of it. Like, sit with this right now. Why are you feeling a little nervous and anxious and depressed? You know, um, why don't you want to hang out with yourself? You just had friends all weekend. You love hanging out with yourself. Why being here right now is this making you nervous? And, and like, if I'm just being completely candid and I'm sure so many people can relate, I'm like, 
I got to like really feel myself. I was like, okay, I just went through a breakup. It wasn't, you know, a great breakup. 38 years old. I don't have kids. I'm not married. It's about to be the holidays. Do I want to travel? Do I not want to travel? The the decisions, I feel like decision-making is like one of the biggest drives of anxiety, like having to make it. And I was like sitting there just like, all these things that society tells you is, you know, not good. You know what I mean? Like, oh my God, you're 38, you're still single and blah, blah, blah. Right. And then I sat with it and I did that thing again. I was like, what would you do if you talked to a friend right now? You know what I mean? What would you say to them? And then I like tried to flip all of that into a lot of self-love and self-compassion. And I like drew a bath and I lit candles and I put on music and I loved on my dogs extra hard. And I walked around my house and literally said all the things that I was grateful for in my house. And I reminded myself like, you know, life is an open-ended, you know, well of options. Do you know what I mean? I could drive and go for a hike tomorrow if I want to, and just anything to connect myself. And so my mood started changing a little bit, but that seasonal depression is real. It gets nearly everyone, you know? I mean, I think even the people that do have families and are married, you know what I mean? It's, you could be oh, for sure. somebody that passed away or all these things come up during the holidays. The music is so nostalgic, the lights everywhere, the Christmas trees, the, you know, the, de- all the holidays, all their decorations. It's just like, it's just glaring you right in the face, you know, and then you're eating all the cookies and all the things. And sometimes if you're like me, I like to escape through food and then my pants don't fit by the time the year comes around and I'm like, what did I do? Same every um, year the same cycle Every year. and it's just it's fine because yeah. I'm not gonna not eat the stuff that I want to eat no. so oh my god imagine if Christmas went by and you didn't enjoy all your favorite things that your mom makes or that you make or whatever you would have so, you'd feel like so regretful you'd be like why did I miss that it's that's what so that's what I'm saying like turning that around and being like oh my god I'm so grateful that I still have my mom around to make those cookies, or I'm so grateful that I know my mom's recipe to make those cookies. You know what I mean? And loving, just learning to love every minute more. Cause especially like, and it's so funny. I did pop on Instagram a little bit last night and I saw that Jay Shetty posted something about if you don't love being around yourself, like you should, yourself should be your favorite person basically to be around. Mm -hmm. Um, before you can love being around somebody else. And I was like, oh my God, so true. So it's true. Yeah, but it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, it's so gloomy today. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's oh, really challenging. Gone. It's all brown. It's all gloomy, but trying to find excitement and like, okay, it's snow. It's a hibernation season. Maybe I can sleep a little bit more so that by spring, right. I'm like a flower that's ready to bloom. You know, there's so many things you can, different mindsets you can put yourself in. Hundred percent. I mean, it is really. It's the best season. It's the best season for self love season. It you know, really, really is. Make a fire. Do whatever you want to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Go inward. I feel like this is the time to really go inward. And as um, the my one of my favorite quotes is like, you can turn a prison into a palace or a palace into a prison. And I find that to be so true. And it's like the way I feel everything inside of me, I'm driving. So if I'm feeling depressed, if I'm feeling lonely, I'm, that's the vision of perspective that I'm creating for myself. 
Right. So I have control over that. I'm making myself feel this way right now. So why wouldn't I prefer to make myself feel the opposite way? So how can I take steps in switching my perspective? Because nobody can come in and switch my perspective. Sure. Maybe a friend could come over, but then when they leave, I'm going to feel the same way again. Right. So it's like you're in control. That's the only thing on this actual planet that we are in control of is our perspective. And so many of us allow ourselves to have these really negative weighted down perspectives. Right. We allow, yeah, it's, and it is, it's what we allow. It's mm-hmm. truly like what we allow. Yeah. And so when we find ourselves in in that kind of negative headspace, like, I mean, also it's, it's saying like, okay, well, sometimes it's okay to be there. Like you right. just don't want to stay there too long. And, you know, right. we can save ourselves by, I love what you say about like asking ourselves questions, like getting to the root cause, right? Because I feel yeah. like we are naturally just as human beings, we're meaning makers. And so we want to know why we feel like all of these things. And when, so a lot of times I feel like if you start asking yourself those questions, you peel back the layers and you eventually reach like the root reason or the root cause why you feel the way that you do. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, most of the time you're like, that's actually kind of silly. That, yeah. isn't, that isn't even real. Right. <laughs> um, right. And so- you know, it's kind of just working backwards to, to get to the, to that root cause. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So what do you, what else do you do for you? Tips on mindfulness in the winters we talked about, you know, in terms of, of seasonal depression. And I loved what you said about walking around your house and saying the things that you're grateful for. Like, I feel like you're really good at this stuff, by the way. Oh, I mean, it's, it's like you, you get good at anything that you practice, right? It's a right. big, big practice. And sometimes it's really hard. And it's so like, I feel really good today. So it's so much easier to talk about it. Do you know what I'm right. saying? It's like when yeah. you are feeling the worst is when it's the hardest to maintain your practice. And, you know, I have been trying to get all the way through this book, A Course in Miracles and the workbook and everything probably for like, mm-hmm five years and I've never gone through the whole thing. And so today without judging myself, cause sometimes I don't start it over again because I'm like, Oh, you've tried and you get halfway through every time. And then you stop cause it's super dense. Um, but the benefits are just, I love this book. And I was like, no, I'm not going to judge myself. I'm just going to start again today, you know? And, and I think that's part of it too. That's part of the stuff that I do, like putting my attention on something bigger than myself. Right. Mm-hmm. And so for me, spirituality is so much bigger than myself and reminding myself that I'm, that I am part of something so much bigger. And there is something that's driving all of this. That's so much bigger than me and kind of putting my trust into that and, you know, reading the right books or getting into a good story. Being cozy is everything to me in the holiday season. And yeah. that lifts my mood alone, right? Like cozy blankets, making sure the house is cozy. Like, like you said, like a movie, a book, whatever it is. Like if I feel I love like a matching set too. a matching set, you can get it at target. Like you don't have to spend a million dollars. You can get a matching sweatpants and sweatshirt set at target. Exactly. And that's the thing I actually want to say about all of this, I think one of my most frustrating and one of the most frustrating things to me about the wellness industry in general is I feel like they've painted this picture, um, that you have to have like millions of dollars to live this like wellness driven, healthy life, you know? And I think a lot of that is due to Instagram. We see a lot of these influencers who do have a lot of money and they're on these like outrageous vacations and whatever. And, And a lot of people are like, I can't afford to do that. 
or using um, the $150, you know, night, nighttime skin cream or whatever it is, something outrageous like that, you know? And it's so, you really like, you can have wellness in your life on such a minimal budget. I mean, even with oils, right? Like if you go and get like a peppermint oil, it doesn't have to be from some crazy shop. You go to the grocery store and literally get some peppermint oil or lavender, whatever you want. You can put that in your baths. That little stuff will go a long way. You can make your own candles. My cousin recently got into making, she's like, it's actually so easy. You make your own candles. You can make your own face spray. If you just Mm -hmm. buy these, you know, and then you have the oils and you're making your own spray. You don't have to spend $60 on this thing that makes you feel good. There's so many like DIY versions to all of this stuff. And I feel like people get overwhelmed thinking they need to break their bank to be happy. And that's so just simply not the case. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been seeing something that's kind of been going around on the internet. That's been going viral that, uh, it, it just, I haven't done it yet, but it just really seems like something fun to do in the holidays. It's a DIY, which is basically you just slice a bunch of oranges or lemons, and then you put them in an air fryer and, or in the oven, I believe, and you dehydrate them. And then you just string them and make your own garland. Cute. And I bet it smells so good. Yes. So it smells good. It looks like cute and chic. And you just use twine and like, I like this. And then you can compost it after. Exactly. You can. That's such a good idea. I might try that. Yeah. So, I mean, this is going to, if you cut the slight, the orange is pretty, pretty thin. So we're talking, you know, you buy yourself three oranges and, you know, some twine and all of a sudden you have a DIY project that looks really beautiful in your home that costs you less than $5. Like, oh my God, that's so fun. I love that. And then I think you can actually dehydrate the peels as well and make potpourri. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. oh my God. see, that's what I love about the holiday season too. A lot of us have a, a bigger opportunity to be at home um, mm-hmm. with some time off and DIY projects are so fun. All mm-hmm. you have to do, and especially now, like all you have to do is look it up on the internet. I know my mom loves making these ornaments every year. And sometimes we laugh because she's like, it looks like a three-year-old did it. <laughs> and my mom is actually <laughs> and those are the best ones. Creative. Yeah. But she'll buy these little like glass balls and she'll fill them with like glitter. And, and she loves printing on her printer, like pictures of people and then putting the picture. She loves pictures of people on her tree. And so she'll make these little balls and then she'll give them to people as like presents and you know, whatever. And there's so many little things like that, that you can do. And I find that, you know, obviously my career is something that's very like artistically driven. And, but sometimes I feel like I don't even have to be on set sometimes to feel so artistically satisfied. Like I could literally sit with a movie on and look at a picture that I want to try to draw and just draw it for like three hours. And I wake up feeling like, I actually think that's good for your brain health. Do you know what I mean? Cause I was off yeah. my phone. I'm looking at something else and focusing on this, like drawing. And even if it turned out looking horrible, it doesn't matter. You're just doing something. And right. I think that even helps like if you're feeling low too, right? Like I went to my cousin's house yesterday and she was doing a paint by m- numbers. And I was like, oh my God, that's so cute. And then we we had brunch and she was like, okay, I'm gonna go home and spend the rest of the day doing my paint by numbers. And I was like, that's so cute. And I do, I do feel like it just gets your head out of, you know, whatever sludge you're in, and you just get to focus on something and the colors and it's it can be that simple. It can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Um so I also want to ask you, I guess you pride yourself on doing random acts of kindness as well. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, especially, you know, in times like this, like Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, whatever, you know, all the all the holidays. I don't want to just make it about Christmas because that's what I yeah. Um, or Valentine's Day or anything like that. Do you have um, any favorite ones that you've you've done that you like stick out in your mind? I like going around and leaving little random notes on people's cars. But then I realized like that actually sometimes, because I feel like if I got a note on my car that said like, you are beautiful, I feel like I'd be like, who is this mystery person? <laughs> I'm like, was this like the person I meant to meet? Where is he, she? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But no, I do like doing that. And sometimes I get a little nervous that I'm going to get caught. Like somebody's going to come out and be like, why are you leaving your note in my car? I'd be like, it's just to tell you that you're loved. But um, no, I do like doing that. I like doing that sometimes, especially during the holidays, because I feel like uh, a lot of people make the holidays about what you need to buy too, like gift wise and everything. And you just forget that it's the holidays and then you're worn out by the time they're over. And so I think those little notes and stuff are kind of like make people take a pause. You know what I mean? Go right. like, oh, that's so nice to see. So I like doing that or, you know, when I'm in a big city, um, fortunately, fortunately, unfortunately, around the farm, there's not any uh, homeless people that you can see on the streets. But if you're in a big city, you know, just like me and my mom one Christmas made a bunch of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And we just walked on Christmas Day and just passed them out to everybody that we, you know, saw things like that. You know, it really puts whatever you're going through, or even if you're not going through something, but it puts it in perspective, you know, and like focusing on someone else that needs something more than you need kind of takes you out of your own head a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I will ask you one more question so that I don't take up all of your time. Yeah. Um, but what is the, this is how I end all of my, uh, my interviews, but what is the best piece of advice that you would give your younger self? Oh, the best piece of advice that I would give my younger self that's a good one. I would tell myself, my younger self, to take up as much space as you want to, as long as it's authentically true to you, and do not care about the eyes that are on you. Because I think that, you know, when I was younger, one of the things I was always insecure about, if I wanted to sing or if I wanted to dance, I would be insecure about who was making fun of me or who was judging me. I was so focused on that, that it would freeze me up and I wouldn't authentically express myself the way I wanted to. And sometimes I still fall victim to that all the time. So I guess I would tell my adult self that now too, but just not focusing on who's watching, just do what you authentically want to do. And don't even look to see who's watching. Just do it. Just be yeah. it. Do it. I love that because I struggled from a lot of the same and I younger me and current me, like, you know, it's still the same. Like, I think that, you know, I would shrink a lot of who I am or who I was or who I've been in the past really, uh, for fear of what people would think or what they would say, uh, if I did pursue whatever I wanted to, to try or whatever. Um, so I, I, I fully feel that. Um, and I, I don't know. Um, I don't know her personally, Caitlin Bristow, but like, I always think about, um, she was on the, she was the bachelorette once. Oh, and then she's done like a million trillion other things since then. Um, she like won dancing with the stars, et cetera, but yeah, but I have never been more inspired by anyone when she, I I, I don't know exactly how old she is, but I want to say she was like 30, I don't know, late thirties. 
at some, I don't know what the exact age, but when she just decided she was going to be a country singer and then oh, just really? dropped a song and then it was like in the top five on the country what? charts. And I was just like, awesome. like, that's the shit. That is it right there. For me, that was like the biggest, like, I don't even know, like who, like F you to like age or what anybody has to say or who's going to talk right. shit or what From reality TV. You can't do this. You can't do that. Absolutely. Right. Like, that's so cool. I love that. I love I that. And that is exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, Oh, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know if I'm good enough. Like, you know, people don't see me that way and blah, blah, blah. And what if everybody hates it? And I see all these comments and she's just like, I don't care. I want to put out a song and I'm going to put out a song. I love that. That's so cool. Badass thing. I like, I still, yeah. And the song is really good too. It's really good. Um, yeah. So that's always something I think about in terms of, of, whenever I think about, you know, when I, when I find myself playing small, I'm like, well, if she can do that. Then I'm like, whatever, who cares? You know, that's a good point. Don't you think it's so good to have those people to look up to? I have so Mm. many people like that in my life where I'm like, I don't know if I can. I'm like, Oh, screw it. She, she did it. I like, there's, it's so important to have people to look up to and like surround yourself with people that inspire you in that way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or lift you up in that way or that you look up to and you're like, Oh, yeah. If she can do, cause that is the truth, right? Like I try to stress that all the time. I'm like, I grew up in a very normal, like I, there was not, there was no special package I was given to be able to be an actor. Do you know what I mean? And I, and I have nerves like nobody else. I still shake when I get excited, when I get nervous, every screen test I've ever done. Um, like when I first started one tree Hill, when I was 24, I think up until like the last episode I ever did for them, my hands were like this the whole time I was like shaking my insides shake. I'm very nervous naturally. And I try to tell everybody, I'm like, if I can do it, you 100% can do it. Yeah. There's it's- no doubt or difference. You can do it. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's cool. I like that. I'm going to check her out. Yeah, you should. Um, I mean, we didn't get into like any of your acting stuff. I hope that's okay. Cause I oh, feel like totally we, okay. that was, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> like that's what the questions I got were mostly around like, you know, when the winter, yes. uh, no, I love that. Know. Okay, good. Um, that. I get, but I am, I am curious how you found acting now though. Can we ask that? I found it? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I grew up playing violin. I started playing violin when I was six. So I grew up performing. Um, and that was always, you know, my focus. But when I was seven, my parents took me to see Les Miserables on Broadway for the first time. And I was obsessed with Eponine. And I, my mom handmade me like the costume of her and I used to like perform all her songs. So I think that's when it was first, like the bug was implanted inside of me for acting. And then when I was 15, I kind of got into modeling through different people And I was really shy in front of the camera. And one of the photographers in Miami actually said, you know, she really clams up in front of the camera. You should put her in an acting class. And so my mom put me in an acting class and I was like, oh, this is what I want to do. Cause I didn't really enjoy modeling. And I was, you know, I'm kind of short, I mean, short for a model. I'm like five, six, half at the most. And, um, you know, and I loved like fast food and stuff. And I just, just like felt a little curvy or like everybody else was like super tall. And I was like, I don't know that this is for me. Um, And so I got into acting class and I was like, oh my God, I love this. And then I just started acting and then I got an agent. I started commercials and then 
graduated early, met my manager that I'm still with since I was 17. We've been together wow. a little over 20 years. Yeah. Um, and, and then it just kind of kept rolling. Wow. I love that. Very cool. Very cool. So anybody can do it. You are anybody awesome. can do it. Anybody. A great example of that. So thank you so much for being on Tori. You are so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. All right. That is a wrap on today's episode with Tori DeVito. Um, there was something so, I don't know about you guys, but I found something about her to be so calming. Um, and I know at the top of this episode, I spoke on how she kind of just really truly seems to embody the type of person that puts her trust and faith in the universe of what's meant to be is going to happen and and everything that's for you cannot miss you kind of vibes. Um, but I don't know, it was a great reminder for me to just kind of trust and, and stop questioning and doubting and judging all of the time myself and the things that I do and the things that I don't do and just to be right just to simply be. So I loved that episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Um, you can follow Tori on Instagram, T-O-R-R-E-Y-D-E-V-I-T-T-O at Tori DeVito. Also make sure you follow us at Very Best Self, me at Victoria Brown. Leave us five stars. Please subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, last but not least, write a review and share this with someone you love who needs these reminders around and through the holiday season to prioritize mindfulness and, uh, you know, just self-care. So that's a wrap guys. I'll see you next week.